0: That one of the challenges that we have in the month of December is to not let the truth about Christmas get buried underneath all the hurriedness, the details, the parties, and the shredded wrapping paper. It really is a lot of pressure uh, to get things done, to go places, to make things happen, and get all of our task lists done. So it's good here for a moment for us to just pause and consider the truth about Christmas. We've been looking at the Christmas story this entire month at Bethel through the eyes of the gospel writer, Luke. And I really appreciate Luke because Luke was um, really set out... uh to write his gospel as an investigative reporter. Um, he wasn't with Jesus at the time of his earthly ministry and life, death, and resurrection. Um, he came to Christ a little bit later, uh, but really was a learned man in his day, a physician. And he wrote really to, to take almost like a you know, uh, Anderson Cooper approach to uh, the story of Jesus and what he writes down is um, historical record. And so the passage we're going to look at today is we're going to see how a group of shepherds respond to the news that they're given about this newborn baby and how they interact with the truth um, about this revealed baby to them. So follow along as I read from Luke chapter two, fifteen to 20. It says this, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So they told Mary and Joseph everything the angels told them. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I want to talk about the birth of Jesus and what it meant for those who are kind of like involved in the scene here. Because what it means for them, it means for us. Okay, these people that are involved here, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, they are average, ordinary people just like you and I. And so what the truth of this newborn baby meant for them, it means for us as well. And I want to draw out three simple thoughts from these six short verses as it relates to the truth of this newborn baby. And my thoughts are this. Revelation, grace, and wonder. Revelation, grace, and wonder. The truth about this newborn baby is a revealed truth. It's a gracious truth. And it's a truth that produces wonder and worship. So first, revelation. When I say revelation, I'm not talking about the book of Revelation. I'm not here to talk to you guys about the apocalypse on Christmas Eve. I'm talking about this idea of the truth being revealed to these shepherds. The first thing I want to point out is that these shepherds did not discover this baby on their own. It was revealed to them, right? So right before this scene, we see how the shepherds uh, get in on the truth of this baby. And you guys know, a lot of you guys know the story. But for those of you that aren't familiar, here we got just some blue collar, right? Swing shift guys working midnights. Uh, they're shepherds watching their flocks by night, and they're just pretty content to just finish out their night, uh, earn their paycheck for the day, and to go back to their families. They're just trying to get through it, and all of a sudden, some, an angel shows up out of nowhere and tells them about a baby that was just born in Bethlehem, the city of David, right? And, and the angel comes, and, and they're freaked out right away, and every time an angel shows up, uh, we, we see a, a soiling of the garments, a fear is struck in the hearts of those who see angels, and the angels say, hey, fear. Fear not, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy. For unto you this day is born a child, a baby, who is what? Christ the Lord, a savior. And so we see here that the angel comes to these shepherds and they reveal the truth to them. They were just content to finish out their day. God was the one who initiated these shepherds, right? And the angels reveal the identity of this baby. And it's just not, it's not this, it's not a just, Any kind of baby, right? And I get all of our babies are cute and we love to put pictures of them on our Facebook and our Instagram. And every baby is special, no doubt. I have an 11th month old at home. But no one's like this baby, right? The angels say that this baby is a savior. He's Christ, the Lord. This baby's arrival has been anticipated for years, written about for years. Prophets of old have spoken of this Christ child that is to come, this Messiah. And anybody who had been paying attention to the scriptures back then would have been anticipating this day for years. This is the anticipated Christ. This baby is the Lord as well. He is God in human flesh. This is no average, ordinary human. We see that in Christ, two natures, God and man, merge in the person of Jesus. And we see what this baby's come to do. The angel calls him a savior. He he has come to rescue us from our sins. But notice what's happening here. The angels are revealing this to the shepherds. They're revealing this truth to them. The shepherds did not stumble upon the truth of who this baby is by chance. They were not already in the process of searching for this baby right? They were not in the, in, they did not discover this through intense research and study. This is just some blue collar guys. They're not your library types, right? They're just in the middle of a work night. This truth was revealed to them. And look at what their response was. Let us go, right? This revelation moves them into action. Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Notice the thing, notice it's a thing that God is doing and has done, Let us go and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has what? Made known to us. Let's go see this thing that God is doing and has done and has revealed to us. And their response here, these shepherds' response, please see this, is a beautiful picture of how God saves us and includes us in his saving activity. The salvation that God provides for us and how we come to know, interact with, and believe that truth is a work that God does. It's not a work of man. Notice that it is God who's doing the primary work here. Every single time, like the angel comes and tells Mary what God's doing. You're about to be pregnant with a baby. An angel comes to Zechariah and tells Zechariah what's about to happen. This is something God's doing. And the angel comes to the shepherds and lets them know, this is a work of God in the world, not a work of man. And all these characters that are involved here in the, in the birth narrative of Jesus are really just kind of witnesses. They're almost just kind of along for the ride. Look at Mary, for example. Even though she's the one that carried this baby and gave birth to Jesus, even she's just kind of wrapped up and just kind of consumed with what's going on right? What's her response after the shepherds come? Like they come and they're like, Hey, God told us while we were in working midnights that this baby came. And so we came to look out for her, and, and here you are. And, and Mary's like, my goodness, what is God doing? Right? She's pondering all these things in her heart. She's just kind of treasuring what's happening around her. This is happening to Mary, right? This is happening to her and around her. God is doing this work. Even Mary, along with these shepherds realized that the work Of God is much bigger than anything she or they have just accomplished. Even as amazing as childbirth is. God is the one who has come to earth in Christ. That's God's plan. That's God's design. He's the one that designed that God should become a man. It was his plan to grow up and die on a cross for the sins of the world. That's his design. That's his plan. And it was his design for this Jesus to rise three days later in victory over our greatest enemies as humans, of sin, Satan, and death. This is his plan, his idea, his work, and his truth. And because of this, it needs to be revealed. It needs to be revealed. It can't be discovered. So I want to ask you here this afternoon, has God revealed this to you? Has God done this work in your life? Has God come to you in a similar way as these shepherds and has revealed the truth about this baby? Have you heard and have you seen what God has done through Jesus coming as a baby, living a sinless life, dying for us on a cross, rising again as a victor over sin and death? Has God revealed to you your need for Jesus? And maybe you were like me when I was 20 years old, just like these shepherds, content with just finishing out their work day. I was content with just continuing in my sin and my ignorance, but God came to me like these shepherds and revealed the truth about this baby to me and showed me my need. Has God done that to you? Has God done that for you? This is not something we stumble upon. God is purposeful and intentional in all of our lives. He is sovereign in all of our lives, just like he is in the world with the story of Jesus. He's intentional in our lives to reveal the truth of Jesus. And you know what? Maybe right now is this moment for you. Maybe right now is a shepherd moment for you. You came in here with a friend, a family, a neighbor, a co-worker. Maybe you've never heard the story of Jesus. Maybe you were content, just like these shepherds, to kind of just have a nice Christmas Eve and get on to a party. And now some bearded pastor guy is up here telling you about the story of Jesus. Is this your shepherd moment? I just want to encourage you. God is reaching out to you right now with the truth of Jesus. Stop. Pause. Pay attention. Don't waste this moment and consider Jesus. The next thing I want to point out is that the truth of this newborn baby is a truth that's a gracious truth, right? Let's, let's talk about this idea of grace. Notice who God lets in on this little secret. Like, notice who is here when this savior king enters the world. It's a group of shepherds, right? I mean, these guys are just some blue-collar, working-class, average Joe types, right? Nobody special, nobody important, nobody royal, nobody famous, Right? Literally some no names, like literally no names, like their names aren't even mentioned. It just says shepherds, right? they are no names and there's no descriptions here about their faith or the quality of their spiritual lives, how often they attended church at the temple, how much money they gave, right? There's no description of that. It's just some guys working a shift as shepherds. It's also worth noting also the couple that God chose to parent this newborn king. Right? Consider Mary and Joseph. Who are they? She's a teenager and a carpenter in a podunk town, right? In Israel. I mean, these are the people that God chose, right, to reveal this truth to, right? A couple of newlyweds from an obscure rural poor town in the Middle East. I know we've been focusing mostly on the shepherds. Just look around at who's here for God's grand entrance into the world. A bunch of nobodies, not a single noteworthy person. And you know what I see in this? I see grace. Grace by definition is unearned. It's unearned. This baby has come for the nobodies of this world. And as a nobody, I'm glad for that. This baby has come for the least of us, the last of us, the little among us, the obscure, the insignificant. These shepherds are sinners and nobodies like you and I. The revealing of this truth to the shepherds was not their consolation prize for living good lives. There wasn't anything special about them that God wanted to reward. This is his gracious choice to reveal and to include some nobodies in his salvation. And I just want us to just consider that for us. Isn't this our situation, right? Who are we? Who among us is great and awesome and wonderful that we've earned the love of God? Who among us is great and awesome and holy and so spiritual that we've earned the favor of God? That he has, his hands have been tied to reveal this truth to us and include us in on this good news. Who are any of us? And is this not good news? Just looking at who God includes. Looking at who's here tonight. It's good news to hear that God has come to earth. And the ones he's decided to associate himself are some newlyweds and some shepherds. That's good news. In Luke 2.10, we see that when the angel originally appeared to the shepherds, they were afraid, freaked out. And the angel calmed them down and said, Listen, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. This baby coming is good news. The good news that God is breaking in to our world. He's breaking into our present mess, our present darkness. And He is bringing the light of His Son and the life to save us right? The good news of forgiveness of sins, the good news that we can have our sins forgiven and be reconciled back to God through a work of his son, Jesus. You know, this baby would eventually grow up with the sole purpose of saving sinners. Luke nineteen ten, a little bit later on in Luke's writing, he says, for the son of man came to seek and to save that which is lost. We are part of that which is lost. This is good news of great joy, the angels told the shepherds. And notice who it's for. It's for all the people. This baby has been given by God for all the people. Meaning this, there's no one that's excluded from access to this salvation. There is nobody that's excluded from access to this salvation. I don't know everybody in this room. I don't know what you've done in your life. I don't know what you're about to do in your life. I don't know where you come from, what your religious background is. Where you were born, how much you make, what house you live in, it really doesn't matter. This good news is for all the people. No one is excluded from this salvation that this baby brings. And for all the people also means this. There's not a single person in this world that doesn't need the salvation that this baby brings. So when the angel says it's good news of great joy for all the people, it means this. No one's excluded. We're all sinners in need of Christ. And there's not a single person who doesn't need what this baby has to offer. We are all sinners in need of God's grace. Everyone is in need of who Jesus is and what he came here to do. And no one is exclusive. He is accessible to all who would believe. Romans three twenty two to 24 says it like this. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who we are. For everyone is sin. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous he did this, how? Through Christ Jesus, when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. This is the good news of Christmas. And like all good news, like all good news, it demands a response. And the shepherds we see, and Mary also, really in this story display the only response you can have when you meet Jesus. Wonder and worship. And here's my last one, wonder. Look at their response in verse 17. It says this, and when they saw it, They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Talking about the shepherds there. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Look at the response by all the people here. All who heard it wondered. Mary treasured up Right? The sense of joy and treasure in her heart. She treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, thinking and considering and replaying the events in her mind. Look, look, notice the shepherds. They return glorifying and praising God. What's the response? What's the response in these average, ordinary people here who come to know who this Jesus is and get included in the grace of God? What's their response? Wonder, worship, pause. Stop considering. There's a stopping, there's a pausing, there's a pondering, there's a reflecting, there's a treasuring in the heart. You know, there's not many things in our busy culture that cause us to just stop, pause, enjoy, and rejoice. Is there? There's not many things that just cause us to just stop for a minute. In fact, if you're like me, you spend most of your days running around like a crazed person, right? between work, kids, details, tasks, and life in general, we rarely stop. We're always going, we're always doing, we're always busy about in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts, constantly and always busy. The truth about Christmas and the truth about this newborn son beg us to do something different than that. They beg us to do something different than run around like crazed, busy people in heart hands. It causes us to do something different than run ragged in life. It demands that we stop, that we pause, that we consider, that we reflect on the truth and the events of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and that we believe and that we trust in this Jesus. And like these shepherds, after we hear And trust in this good news. What does it do? It produces great joy. What did they leave doing? They leave glorifying and praising God. It leaves us after we hear the truth. And embrace the truth of Jesus. It leaves us in wonder. And it leaves us in worship. When Jesus was on the cross. Right before he died. He cried out three words. And it's this. It is finished. It is finished. And the it that Jesus referred to. Before he died. Was the work necessary. To save sinners. It is finished. The work necessary to save men from their sins. Is finished. The good news of great joy. Is that Jesus did the work. And since the work is done. It means there is no more work. Left to do. The only thing left to do. After seeing and hearing. About the message. And the truth of Jesus. Is to believe. Rejoice and rest in the finished work of Christ. This is the truth of Christmas. Please hear me. If you don't hear anything else, please hear this. God does not want to run you into the ground with rules, tasks, laws, and religious performance. He does not want to run you into the ground and grind out your joy through deeds, laws, and religious performance. The truth about Jesus is that he came to accomplish our salvation so that we can have life, so that we can have freedom, so that we can rest and wonder and worship the God who came and entered our world and enter our mess to save us from our sins. And my prayer is that for all of us, Regardless of where we are in life. Maybe you're considering this truth for the first time. Or maybe you're like me. You've been at this Christian thing for about 14 years. And it's so easy for you to just forget. How magnificent this son, this baby, this Jesus and this work is. And in your mind and your heart it's easy to shift away from that. And to forget the amazing grace that God has brought in his son and so my prayer is that all of us, regardless of where we are in life, will know this son, will trust this son, and will worship this son. Pray with me. God, thank you for this moment, a time to pause and stop and, and consider. God, oftentimes you're reaching out to us in our lives, but we're so busy and we're so hurried and in heart and in mind that we don't have the ability to hear you. So thank you for moments like this that cause us to stop and consider. And I pray for my friends that have come here tonight. I pray that they might consider this son uh, believer and unbeliever alike, seeker and, and doubter alike. I pray that they'd consider this son and they would come to see that God has uh, done something, done something amazing. And that this baby is for all of us, for any of us. There's nobody here that's excluded from access to this son. He has come for all the people. And there's nobody here tonight that doesn't need what this sun brings. And may we, like Mary and these shepherds, just kind of just watch what you've done. Consider it. Trust in it. And may it produce joy in us this Christmas season and throughout the rest of our days. In Jesus' name, amen.